Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. And be sure not to miss the following posts on our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows. On Dana Glenn Smith and warn-usa.com What is Truth? And on danaglennsmith.com Body of Christ presses toward the prize. Living lights in a world of darkness. The resolute Christian amidst chaos. On warn-usa.com Righteous Justice, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 79 Justified by Faith, Book of Romans, Part 6 America Warned, Advocacy, Persecuted Church Report World Events, Prophecy, Classic, Warn Radio And you don't want to miss these WIBR Warren Radio shows from August 16th through the 18th on warren-usa.com. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Christian Hope, Injustice, Awaken, Communist Christianity, Prayer, Persecution on Warren Radio. Thursday's Isaiah Series, Break Every Yoke. Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 184 on Battle Lines. And Friday's Sound the Shofar, Full Assurance of Faith, Rejuvenating Hope in Christ, Part 6. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. You can get your copy on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Angus & Robertson, and The Rising eBook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. Doing great. 
Me too. Well, tonight's the debate. Meanwhile, uh, I'd rather be here than Trump has already had an interview with Tucker Carlson. Yeah, I heard that he was going to be on there. So uh, that ought to be a good show. They're covering the play-by-play practically on Truth Social, so you can find out more over there. So at any rate, here we are. We are, man, we are. You know, we're, we're sniffing at the door. Of the last of August. Man. That's just crazy. I can't believe it. It was just, it seemed like a few days ago that I was looking at the last part of July, and now it's already August. Yeah. It, well, you know, it just... You know, time went fast before, but it's really going by fast now. Yes, it is. And uh, so we've been we've been busier than ever this year, and and uh, between that and the websites, a lot of other things that going on. So, but we still got old Slow Joe, and. Uh, They ought to call him Joe the Wrecker. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. Because he's done more damage to America than than Obama ever did. Yep. You know? At any rate. Maybe he just continuing on with uh, what Obama did. Yeah, well, the thing of it is, I think he went past Obama somewhere. Yep. At any rate, up front is the resolute Christian amidst chaos. You heard at the beginning of the show all the articles and stuff that uh, that are featured. Uh, that's as of this date because we always have new ones on there. But uh, don't forget to go over to warren-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com and get caught up and on the reading. These are biblical, hard-hitting, in-depth articles the shows are prophetic, and they cover a lot of things. So be sure that you listen to the shows and read the articles. Come visit the websites at warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. Now, the one we're talking about, I'm talking about right now, is the resolute Christian amidst chaos. Now, you know there's a lot of different kinds of chaos, but I classify, you know, Tower, what's happening in America, chaos. It is chaotic. And um, it's chaotic in a lot of ways. But in this particular article, one of the featured um, scriptures is this one. That we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. That's true. There are certain men that do not, and women, that do not have faith. And the prayer was that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. Now that should be the, the cry, you know, of every Christian in America because of the unreasonable and wicked people that are in this country right now. That is true. Of course, all they have to do is repent. That would be awesome. Yep. And I have a quote by Senator William Jenner. This is around, uh, this is 1954 that he said this. Senator William Jenner. Today the path of total dictatorship in the United States can be laid by strictly legal means. Unseen and unheard by the Congress the president, or the people. Outwardly, we have a constitutional government. We have operating within our government and political system another body representing another form of government, a bureaucratic elite. Now, you know, that is one of the truest statements that I've seen in a long time, besides Scripture. 
And we can see the bureaucratic elite in this country. Yes, we can. And it is supposed to be a constitutional republic, but unfortunately, we like to throw that out the window. And especially with the recent indictments by, um, you know, Georgia and a lot of others, which are illegal and immoral. You know, one of the indictees was indicted for talking to someone. (laughs) Oh, brother. Yeah, true story. And they got got him on social media now, so it's floating around the Internet. He said, who the F do you think you are? Kind of strong language, but he was mad that he got, you know, indicted for just talking to somebody. And that's true. Yeah. Who do you think you are? So at any rate, that's where we're at. The resolute Christian finds a world of confusion, like America, greeting the faith which Jesus Christ demonstrated. Without such faith, we cannot please God. And events in the world today have made our societies, remember, plural here, societies, not just America, full of confusion, and many times we see unjust people committing the most horrible crimes. Now, you see, in America, we're having horrible crimes go on right now. Death rates skyrocket because of murder in America right now. Dangerous criminals are released back into society by corrupt politicians. This has been ongoing. I don't understand that either. No. Our borders are overrun, creating havoc in the land, which was once blessed, free, and safe. Today, more than ever, we need the resolute Christian amidst chaos of our world that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. See, Mm -hmm. today is the day that we need the resolute Christian. Today. Yes, That's this article that I'm reading to you. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you need to go on over to DanaGlennSmith.com and read this article and share it. Share it with the believers. To be that resolute Christian amidst chaos has one major goal. And that is to be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. And this particular verse describes the belief that categorically tells us that we can be indeed delivered from such evil. Now this is important. Because while many Christians die for the faith, we have got to live for the faith and be resolute and fight the evil. A dead man never won any fight. So this is where you need to believe God for safety, believe him for deliverance, and stand up, be resolute in your faith, and stand against this evil. And make no mistake, it's evil today. And it's festered in the Democratic Party long enough and it needs, the Democratic Party needs to be delivered from the demonic entities that is there. Amen. They need to have a purging of the devil. Period. And some of them rhinos probably need the purging of the devil too. Now, if you've read the New Testament, you know there was another phrase, deliver us from evil. And you can also remember another phrase, counted worthy to escape all these things, that we would be counted worthy. Now, you can look in Luke. For that one, latter part of that one. But see, the most important thing, we have a Savior that will be with us. In today's world of nations, we find trouble at every corner of this world. 
and I'll also, in this article, provide you with a section of descriptive words and phrases that help to convey this article's purpose, to help you to understand. So be sure to go on over to DanaGlynnSmith.com and read The Resolute Christian Amidst Chaos. That's The Resolute Christian Amidst Chaos. Now, our next little section is a little special update. This is via Barnabas Aid. And I like to bring you to it, and we're not going to go in depth on all the story. We're just going to discuss this. And Barnabas Project, this one provided rice to people. They didn't have any food. And up front, there's a picture of this lady, a woman, that uh, she has some teeth missing. She's a native. And, uh, but she's a Christian. Or she was one of those that just plain needed help. I think we've read stories on her, her story, and she weaves baskets and sells them. And she wasn't making enough to um, pay for food, so Barnabas Aid helped her out. Yeah, and that's rice. Well, they have a regular Barnabas-funded rice mill, and they also provide rice. And uh, when you can get a rice mill, you know, you put your rice through it, and it'll make powder. You can make things out of it. And I think that's important to notice that when we discuss a lot of these particular articles and the persecution, there are people, there are groups like Barnabas Aid that is working on the front lines to help Christians that are facing trouble. So in this particular project... The Barnabas-funded rice mill project provided for more than 13,000 Christians in Southeast Asia. So if the Christians that's, are hungry... That's amazing. And, and that they provided that for 13,000. And, you know, I, I can see that these people would share with others too. So it's probably ended up more than 13,000. Yeah, because it's an ongoing project they have. But see, this is just one of the various organizations that we talk about. But Barnabas Aid has been on the ground doing their work. So, you know, Barnabas Aid, and if you don't know, you know exactly where it is, or you have any trouble, you can contact us and we'll give you a, a heads up on it. You know, when I see that, though, and that, and that woman is just thrilled to death. Oh, she is. She, she's she got a big old smile on her face, and it, it makes you laugh. I, you know, her seeing her happy face. Yeah, and the basket is a wicker joy. basket. Yeah, seeing her joy. Praise the Lord for and that. And the thing of it is, she has a bag of rice there. I don't know where the rice mill is, but, uh, you know, it provides food. Yes. And you can, you know, a sack of rice can go a long ways. So at any rate. Thank God that they're there to help people. You know, so be sure to pray for the persecuted church. And a few areas, Myanmar, Pakistan, Nigeria, also India. You know, because uh, th there's a lot of boots on the ground over there. There, I mean, there are many Christian ministries. There's not enough because there's so much need. There's terrible need over there. Yes, there is. So are you ready for yours? <clears throat> yes. This is an, an exciting story about the power of God. This um, 
Maserat Bibi was is a believer in Pakistan. She is illiterate. She's a widow. She's very poor. And she's a persecuted believer in Pakistan, and she was arrested for blasphemy when she unknowingly burned pages from the Quran while cleaning at a school. And after Maserat was arrested, her home was attacked by protesters, and one of her teenage daughters was there, and her daughter was frightened and for her safety, and she fled for her life. And meanwhile, Maserat was in jail, and she describes her experience and the horrific treatment she endured. I have both diabetes and high blood pressure. In the dark, hot, filthy nights of Punjab summers, I cried for help. It felt like I was suffocating severely in the small jail cell. She was abused, and um, derogatory remarks were made to her about her faith from the police women in the jail. She was further mistreated and hit by the other women prisoners when she cried out for help due to her poor physical condition. And the prisoners told her that she was an infidel and yelled, even if you are about to die in here, we won't bring you out to breathe in the open air. That's horrible to be treated like that. But in, it is. In torment, as a persecuted believer in Pakistan, she stood true to her faith. She said whenever she felt breathless and helpless, she prayed with tears and worshipped Jesus with happiness in the darkness. She said, I knew Jesus is, is my light and he will bring me out of pain. He will break these chains and he did. I was aware of the intensity of the charges against me. I was told it was impossible for me to get bail and exit jail. But I had faith in God who can change impossibilities into possibilities. So I prayed with tears throughout all hours of the day in the small jail cell. And um, the scripture that she repeated to herself for strength is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And after her fervent prayers and the prayers from the global Christian relief community, a miracle took place. Maserat received bail. And this is something unprecedented as blasphemy charges are taken very seriously. Well, she returned to work and a mob gathered around the school with sticks and and rods, motivated by spiritual rewards if they killed her. So she lost her job because of the sensitivity of the case she's involved in. The head of the school is very angry at her and cannot bear seeing her and will never hire her again. And she has no work or other source of income and she can't find work. So she also had to flee her home and stay in different places without a permanent place of residence. She says, I am helpless, starving to death, but still considered a threat to someone's religion only because of my faith and belief in Jesus. And so, that's terrible. It is, and um, it's a very impactful testimony to the power of prayer, because the Lord hears our prayers and moves, and prayer truly does change things. When we seek the Lord first and His kingdom, things happen. And um, I was going to pray for her okay dear lord jesus we come before you and we bring our sister maserat and we ask that you would protect her and her family yes lord and those she is staying with from harm surround them like a shield also we pray for financial provision for her and her family provide abundantly for all her needs and give her a job that she will be safe in and lastly we pray for her lawyers helping her that they would continue to be faithful even though she can't pay them at this time. Keep her safe in court from those who would harm her and change the minds of the authorities for in her favor. 
Let your favor rest upon her and in her case. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for intervening in her behalf. You know, there's countless of people like her. Yes, there is. So thank God he's moving. He still moves in our lives today. He does. And nothing's impossible with him. We're talking about now, now, the last article we were talking about before uh, Tower read that, um, we were talking about the ministry that provided rice and stuff like that. Well, Barnabas Aid, we're going to be discussing something from Barnabas Aid. And it's BarnabasAid.org is where you can go. BarnabasAid.org. And this one talks about some of the persecution that accompanies those in this this area. This is in uh, Myanmar. Myanmar. You know, we've had a lot of stuff on this. It's always not good. Because there's usually war going on. So we have pictures of deacons who, you know, were in the area. You know, they're in Myanmar. It was the Myanmar military. And, you you know, and they're made up of the Tatmada. And so, you know, you have this... All of this unrest. And of course, uh, the deacons, there was three of them who were arrested. And they suspected they were tortured by the Tatmada or the Myanmar military. And see, they're in the a Christian majority Chin state. It's funny how this works. A Christian majority Chin state. And the military comes in there. And they persecute him and killed him. Well, at any rate. These were three deacons. Uh, from a church. In Chin state, Myanmar. Because they were arrested by the Tatmada. And the pastor of the church was also arrested and tortured. He was able to escape and is, and is now being treated. And uh, we pray that if these three men are still alive, that they'll be released. Amen. And if not, that their families and friends will be comforted by knowing that they are with the Lord. So, Father, we ask that you would undertake for these three pastors. You know their names. And they were arrested and tortured by the Myanmar military or the Tatmada, who makes up that. They were in the Christian majority Chin state. So, Lord, undertake on their behalf. And their families. Now, as we're talking about some of these persecutions... This is to let you know. Now all this is from Barnabas Aid. This is what you deal with all the time. There's never a rest globally in persecution of Christians. And it just astounds me. I say this all the time. How all of these governments with all of their laws. With all of their court systems and everything else can sit by. And not lift a finger to help these Christian pastors and others to survive, to live. And that is really the issue. But the Lord said, if they hated me, they will hate you. What did they do to the Lord? They killed him. He was resurrected from the dead, but they still killed him. And today they're they're killing Christians. 
Now in Pakistan, there was a pastor because there was several young men who attacked during a church service. And the pastor suffered injuries to his head and eye. He's probably lucky to be alive. Yes. But they dragged the pastor out of the church and began beating him with the butts of their rifles. Oh, that's horrible. They also fired several shots inside the church, causing some damage, but no fatalities. And the police intervened to arrest the gunman and prevent any further incident. And, and of course, the attack was condemned by the Peshawar uh, based National Commission for Human Rights and a spokesman for the Muslim League. So it's a good thing they did, but you ain't going to find this all the time. Because a lot yeah, of That's time, actually surprising that there was intervention. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And so in another area, two Nigerian church members were abducted from their homes. And, and it's really dangerous in Nigeria right now for the Christian church. And so they were, two of them, they were church ministers. And there was a, a seminarian also with them. They were taken by gunmen. So they've never been released. Most of the time they find their their bodies in the jungle somewhere. I hope they don't. I hope they're released. Yeah, me too. You know, it's just beyond the pale how wicked these people are. Yeah, because if if there was something wrong with these communities and needed help, you better believe these Christian ministers would do something to help them. That's right. They would. They'd go out of their way to help them. So this is brought to us by Barnabas Aid. And... Uh, one of their goals, along with the others, there's global Christian relief, there's international Christian concern, there's open doors, there's many of these. We have a long list of churches and ministries that minister overseas. And they provide the arm that the Christians need in time of trouble. And so pray for these uh, humanitarian Christian organizations because it is very dangerous out there. Very dangerous. Now we're going to be talking about China for a minute and communist Christianity. And of course, um, th there's a few little things we want to uh, bring out, but basically... You probably already heard it, that China is rewriting the Bible. And of course you ask, what gives you the right? Well, simply, Z is in charge of China. And he has been cracking down for a long time on Christians in China. That's a fact. So what he wants is a communist Christian Bible. And they're going to rewrite the Bible. And so, uh, you know, the Lord will hold them accountable. That's right. But communist Christianity is not Christianity. And make no mistake about it. Z is not the first one to want to change the Bible. Matter of fact, the devil beat him to it because there is a satanic Bible. 
Matter of fact, I've held it in my hands years ago. It was there, but nobody knew it. And I came across it because of an individual I ran into by accident. I mean, just... So what they want to do is synthesize or bring it together. They want to adopt the style, language, and ideology of the Chinese Communist Party. And so then they take the three self-churches, which, uh, you know, their whole ideology is centered around communism. And it's not the gospel. What they do is put up just a thin coating of Christianity. But every year that little coating of Christianity gets thinner and thinner. And they'll eventually do away with all of it and redevelop it and rewrite it. And so Z wants to promote his brand of communism throughout the world. Of course it helps if you have your own Bible. Your own word of God. And the CCP is the word of God. And Chinese diplomacy and academia over there are... Now see, when they do this, they put this together in an organized manner. So they're going to present the Bible and it's socialism with Chinese characteristics and Z's thought. And this will work better than the traditional Bible. And it may work better for Z. It may work better for the other Chinese leaders there. But it's not the Bible. It's not the Word of God. And so, you know, we're in the era of uh, the Antichrist. We're in the era of the coming of the Dark One. And so if you have a heart that's dark already to God and don't believe, then, you know, it's not surprising that you would come up with something that the devil would like. That's a fact. And so they believe that when they get this Bible put together, this will represent Protestant Christianity in China. That's just and there are crazy. there are some Chinese pastors connected to the three self churches and others that believe this is a viable result. Now, <clears throat> you're not going to stop China, but I, for one. I could care less what he does. He's going to do what he wants to do. He rewrites the Bible. He was the one that's going to stand before God for what he does. And because he's an unbeliever already, he's already in the the wrong relationship with God. God and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's just like my dad said, who is who is gone to be with the Lord. He said, China is not our friend. It's the Chinese Communist Party. And if you, you know, had been around during the time of the Korean Wars and the Second World War and fought in one of them, you would have understood that. But today's Americans don't understand that. Today's world has no clue. Joe Biden and his son have even gotten money from China. That's what the reports are. But when it comes to the Chinese Bible, no thank you. At all. I know what the Bible is. And I know what it reads like.
So there are Christians, so-called Christians in China, who are part of the Three Self Movement, that plan on making world Christianity and they want to change its Christian face into one worshiping communism and Z. That's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, I'm not for it. Nope. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Terrorism 101. Do not stop killing Christians. This comes to us via Barnabas Aid, the Jamestown Foundation. A recent update from a U.S.-based global security research group has provided further evidence that Christians in sub-Saharan Africa are being targeted by the Islamic State ISIS, also known as ISIS, ISIS, ISIL, and Daesh. The Terrorism Monitor report from the Jamestown Foundation referred specifically to attacks carried out by the jihadi group Allied Democratic Forces, the ADF, which comprises one half of Islamic State Central Africa province, or ISCAP. Of three attacks claimed by the ADF in the first week of July, two targeted Christians and resulted in the deaths of 17 Christians in two provinces north of northeastern Democratic Republic of the Congo, the DRC. ADF fighters based in the DRC also carried out school massacre, the Kasizi school massacre in western Uganda, in which more than 40 people, most of them Christian school students, were slaughtered. Although this incident has not been formally claimed by the ADF, it can be added to the list of ISIS terrorist attacks on Christian communities. Meanwhile, the Mozambique-based Cabo Legado Conflict Research Group has also drawn attention to the risk posed to Christians by ISIS terrorism. According to the report on the Cabo Legado website, fighters from ISIS Mozambique, which is the other half of ISCAP, captured two fishermen on July 9th. One was a Muslim, so the terrorists let him go. The other was a Christian, and he was beheaded. The group, the growth in violent Islamism in sub-Saharan Africa is a threat to people of all religions and none, including Muslims who have no interest in violent jihadism and wish to live at peace with their neighbors. Yet here is more evidence that Christians are among those who are particularly vulnerable in the particular need and in particular need of persecution or protection from persecution. This is terrible, Dana. This is oh, so it tragic. Is. It's hard to read these stories and it just makes you sick. Well, you know, you think of the humanity. How can you do that? Yeah. I, I don't understand it. I just... I don't think like that. I'm not like that. And no. I, I can't understand how one person can be so evil to another. Well, they can be so evil because they categorically believe what Muhammad did was the right thing. You know, and there's no compassion. And so if you're not going to show compassion, you will not receive compassion from the Lord. That's true. So they have set their seal, and that seal will be death when they die. That's right. You can die once, but you're also going to die again, and that's your spirit. And nothing is going to save you. 
for what you did. So now, well, I want to talk a little bit more about meeting the needs. Now we took a look earlier about Barnabas Aid and their rice program. And uh, there's one thing about all of this, whether it's Barnabas Aid, you know, Open Doors, or any one of the other many, many Samaritans, purse, you name it, is that there's needs out there. There's more needs than there are ability to meet those needs. So the question was asked of Barnabas Aid, and the reason I read this is because this is pertinent to everything that we do. Why do you run weekly appeals? Do they only run for a week? Shouldn't you be focusing on one project, completing it, and then moving on? Now it is true, all of these, all of these aids, whether it's uh, Samaritan's Purse or whatever, when you donate and you look to see what, you know, they got categories of what to donate, and they've got lots of categories, okay? That's because there are lots and lots of needs. And so what their answer was, the need is so great for persecuted and suffering Christians around the world. Tens of thousands of believers being killed in sub-Saharan Africa. The Tatmadaw, Mil Myanmar military, bombing Christian villages. Our brothers and sisters denied opportunities for schooling or employment in Pakistan. And that's just a few of the answers. But remember what the Lord said in Matthew twenty-five thirty-five: For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. So the bottom line of it is, folks, is that we're living in a time when the world is upside down. And there are many, many people getting killed, young and old. Many, many people of all nationalities and races are being oppressed and facing trouble of some kind. And then there are the natural disasters like the one that happened in Maui. And so what that means is somebody has to do something to help them. And so organizations like Samaritan's Purse, Open Doors, Barnabas Aid, Global Christian Relief, among others, work through donations to get items that these people need to survive. And as I made it a point in, in another broadcast, there is this one particular situation where the Christians were run out of the village. And this was uh, in India. And uh, they were run out by radical Hindus. And uh, beating them up. And they will kill you if you stick around. They will burn your churches down, burn your house down. And so one of the ministries that we are familiar with, um, actually their men that were on the ground, went into the jungle and searched them out and found them. And it was at that point that they were bringing supplies to them in the jungle. And of course in the jungle you got wild animals and everything else. And so... This is what it's like. It's like if you were in America and you had an, uh, a foreign army in here, where would you go? How would you get food? How would you get water? How would you get help? If they came in from the north, the south, the east, and the west, where would you go, America? It's time for you to understand. Today is a day for you to get involved with the, with the advocacy and the persecuted church. And I'm not making this appeal for us. We're, we're doing our own advocacy. I'm telling you this because 
there are other agencies like Samaritan's Purse, like Barnabas Aid, like all the ones I previously mentioned, that could use donations to buy more products to get to more people that need them. We need to provide and help for the persecuted church overseas. Is it okay if I read this? No. Doing good to the family of believers? What are you doing? Oh, I just wanted to read what um, Barnabas Aid said. Yeah, go ahead. The sheer scale of persecution and suffering in many parts of the world is the reason why we run so many projects at a single time. The need is often urgent and acute. The work of doing good to the family of believers, Galatians 6.10, requires this large-scale response. We have many processes to ensure that the money and resources so graciously entrusted to us are used wisely. If you donate to Barnabas Aid, you can have confidence that your gift will accomplish the purpose for which you give it. I thought that's a good, that's a comforting statement to hear what they do. Yeah. And and Barnabas Aid, like others, are fully dependent on your donations to fulfill their calling to help provide for the suffering and persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ. And we mention this to you because we are an advocate for the persecuted church which includes those organizations who are trying to fulfill the role of supplying the needs for persecuted people. And so we are... We're in Nigeria now. This comes from International Christian Concern. And there's more attacks. That's what this one is about. And we are always talking about more attacks in Nigeria. It absolutely amazes me how many there are. And they repeat themselves. Like this article says, despite warnings of an attack earlier in the week, the presence of security guards, 21 villagers were killed by suspected radical Fulani militants in north central Nigeria. They had security guards. Yet 21 villagers were killed. And that's because when these people attack, and I've seen their mode of attack, whoever they're attacking don't have much of a chance because these people come in on regular motorized vehicles, four-wheel drives. They have big uh, machine guns that are pretty good. I mean, these aren't small machine guns. And they'll rip a house apart. And of course, this particular community that they attacked, it was between 1.30 and 3.30 in the morning. These were victims who, who were already uh, internally displaced people. They had already fled earlier violence. So these guys found them. And they said this was the third armed attack on the community. That's where they found refuge. And uh, the community is uh, he paying, and uh, that must be a native community there. They've lost more than a hundred villagers. Wow! In the last twenty years, and of course they relate it to the radicalized Fulani militants and herders for attacks on mostly Christian farming communities, and that's that's true. That's what it is. And so the Fulani, there's a lot of Fulani. Not all of them are militants, but the Fulani militants is, they have more blood on their hands than many. And of course, many people say that the government's complicit. Uh, and of course... I believe it is. Yeah. They don't do anything to help. Now see, we've been covering Nigeria for a long time. Long time ago, uh, the guy in charge of Nigeria was Jonathan Goodluck Johnson. Well, he's since long been long gone. Uh, 
and they still have the problem. So we're, I think we're coming down. We've still got a little bit of time, but we're going to have to get out of here. So, you, you know, the, you know, this goes back to the same question we know. We know the answer. It's in the Bible. It, it's in the Gospels. The Lord warned us. The apostles warned us. And we've seen throughout the ages those who have died for the faith of Jesus Christ. We get that. We know that. We tell people. But it's also hard to believe that how so many governments around the world, their leaders and their so-called, you know, organized, you know, civil society doesn't do more to stop this stuff. Because nobody stops it. Anywhere. In India, they don't stop it. Pakistan, they don't stop it. They don't stop it in the myriad of places in Africa, which is all over the place. They don't stop it. They don't stop nothing. They don't care. That's, that's the message. We don't care if you die. And so this is blood on the hands of the nations. And that's why judgment is coming to the world and the nations. So, Father, we thank you for this time to cover the persecuted church. Yes, Lord. We pray that you will make a way for all of the persecuted people's groups and help all those who help them to have the items they need and the money and the resources to help the persecuted church yes, in Lord. Jesus' name. Amen. Help us to help your church, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we're okay. we're going to be about done. Go ahead, Tower. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. It's always a pleasure to have you here. We love you, and we always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Please pray for your brethren around the world. Pray for us as we pray for you, and we thank you for all you do for the Lord. And I know that the Lord appreciates all you do, and thank you. We love you. Good night, everybody. So again, don't forget to go by warn-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. And also check out my book, The Rising. And I also have another one, Steal the Darkness. You can find them both over on Dana Glenn Smith in the store. Check these out. Get a copy. It helps us to do our work. And... Uh, Write a review. Take care of yourselves and your families. And if you live in America, you need to understand you need to stand up against the government when it's immoral and illicit. And right now, this government is planning a takeover and want to follow Klaus Schwab's moronic ideas. Till next time, take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Be blessed. Seek the Lord. Until next time, may God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he give you true peace in the midst of the lawlessness of these ended days. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.